T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Yeah, we're going to do the rants coming up. Let's talk to Ken in Farmington first, though. Hey, Ken. Hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, I was listening to your comments earlier about, and the other gentleman's comments about how the people that uh, work in the government, the higher-ups, haven't got a clue what's going on in the real world and have never had a job in their life. And I thought of an old saying that is very true, and I just wanted to pass it on. And what that is, is the old saying is, those that can, do. Those that can't teach, and those that can't teach work for the government, and here we are. Here we are, except, yeah, thank you for that, uh, Ken. It's good to talk with you. The, the only part of that I don't like is that it's, um, it's a cliche that I think is a little dated. It's based on the idea that these are people who wish they could do a good job, who really want to do a good job for us. And they lack the ability because they haven't had the right life experience or they lack the instincts. So they've put themselves into a world where they can get away with being incompetent. But, but that's not what we're up against in my estimation. We're up against a system that regardless of what any individual in government might want from it is in the business of, of uh, one conning us and two robbing us blind. And so that's not some benign neglect of, oh, all these incompetent people uh, tend to collect in government. It's that all the malicious, egomaniacal, self-centered, um, narcissistic people who want to be the center of attention. Like, who is that you're pointing to? That headline is just hysterical. It was oh. saying, it was uh, Dems, and it, apparently they've been saying lately, if the GOP wins, people may lose voting rights. Oh, yes. Uh, like our voting rights are haven't, haven't been threatened by <laughs> pouring ballots all over the state on, from mimeograph machines. Like, uh, like they won't be gone if they keep winning. Yes. Yeah. Like they aren't already in question. 860-522-9842. Traffic time. Mark Christopher will never lose his voting rights because he's... What's the big deal showing a driver's license or a social security card at the, when you go to the poll? I mean, I've been doing that my whole life. Well, I don't it's... feel like I'm going to lose my voting rights for showing a legitimate ID. What's oh, the big deal? Well, you have no idea. Are you kidding me? Man. You're a bigot. Am I? Okay. A I'm, sorry. Are you I'm, a, I'm a hater. Is that what yeah. it is? 
I've been doing it my whole life. I've never had an issue with it. Yes, I mean, you've been doing a lot of things we need to discuss. <laughs> no, 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 not for air. <laughs> It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah. All right, now we're good. I just had to turn a couple knobs to the right position so everything would be copacetic. Like RP in Wallingford. What's up, RP? Hi, Todd. Um, I'm just reading this uh, tweet from Ned Lamont, um, and it says will receive $53 million over the next five years to uh, add charging stations across Connecticut. And oh, another- how delightful. Yeah. Wait, $53 yeah. million over five years? Yeah, over another $2.5 billion in competitive grants from the feds or some crap. And I'm thinking to myself, what? That's $53 million of our tax dollars. Why is that going to charging stations? I mean, shouldn't that be in the private sector? Because, RP, it's electrifying. Oh, I mean, that's nauseating. And, and, he, and he talks about it like it's good. That's not good. Terrible. I mean, he acts like that money is just coming in and, and, and it's not anybody's money. It's, I mean, it's, it's $53 million that we shouldn't be spending at all. Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of like the reaction to the, uh, to the loan thing. That's that's a, a trillion dollars, and everyone's uh, acting like it's free. It's all. I thought it was three hundred thirty billion. Is well, that's the low end estimate, but the more people are looking at it, like, like keep in mind. I know you know this, but you have to remind yourself the degree to which those who hold power lie to us. So, right. so they release that, and they try to make it look like it's a quarter of a billion or a half a half a trillion. Sorry, and but but. It, yeah, there are people who are saying it's going to be a trillion. Uh, somebody said that it was it was two and a half thousand dollars per Connecticut citizen. I did some rough math, and it could be it adds that much debt, which would go from sixty-two five to sixty-five thousand. At least it's a nice even number. Yeah, what do they care? It it's all money that somebody else has to worry about, and they get to benefit from. This is the curse of our political system. It's funny the politicians like to talk about the business system and how. It suffers from from operating on the, a cycle of quarters where the incentives for CEOs are quarterly. And as long as you meet your quarterly numbers, it doesn't matter about your long-term trajectory. We have the same problem now for the country. Everybody's on a two- or four-year cycle in government, and they're thinking, how much can they rob over the next couple of years to win the election? Like, this is a trillion-dollar robbery to try to win the November elections on the part of the Democrats. It's awful, awful. Well, it's also, don't forget, it's not even two years because in two years, Lamont's going to have a, a trillion, uh, I'm sorry, a billion dollar deficit again. Well, he'll just, uh, you know, give away more money. Come on, man. Thank you, Todd. RP, good to talk with you. 860-522-9842. We're going to get some rants going here. Hi, Todd. Well, you know, Dave Ramsey's a money guy. He says that uh, uh, for college tuitions, if your tuition is going to be a lot more than what you're going to be making, don't do it. It doesn't make any sense. So 
Later. No, you're right. It doesn't make any sense. Why would people do that? Hi, Todd. Just a question for you. Yeah. If we have figured out that racism is a public health crisis, mm-hmm. when are we going to get the vaccine for that? <laughs> just wondering. Yeah, it's, it's a public health crisis. We need the vaccine for that, too. Thanks. Where is the vaccine? Come on, man. God, it's 420 on Friday. Yeah. That guy you're talking to on the radio whose brother incurred oh, a $350,000 debt, mm-hmm. college debt, and he's uh, helping people in New York City for basically for free. Don't go to school and get $300,000 in debt unless you're going to have a job that will actually pay that bill back. Can you imagine what kind of job that would take? I just nightmare. I found your flying saucer, man. I was laying in Page Park, and I was smoking a joint, and I was tripping on acid, and I saw this thing fly over my face, man, and I was like, wow. Doesn't that sound like Ned Lamont waking up in the middle of a nightmare? Seriously. Look at this thing, man. Wow. And he had your phone number in it, man. So I didn't just call and let you know if you want the flying saucer back, man. So give me a call back at beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Thanks, man. I got to get your flying saucer back, man, later. Later. I have no idea, but that was, it reminds me of Jolly Ned. I don't know why. Yeah. Hey, it's Frank. You know, I served four years in the Marine Corps. Four? And... I've had one of the best jobs you could ever have. I never saw combat. I'm not bragging about that, but anyway. You know what? I think today in this world, the way the kids are today, you got kids killing cars, 16, 17, 18 years old. If they're 17, 18, obviously they're doing it because their family structure has collapsed. And now... Let's let offer them, rather than jail time, the military. Yeah, that's a good idea. Hey, Todd, I see something in the news where uh, Nedley is calling Bob Stefanowski payday Bob. Perhaps we ought to start calling Nedley home run Ned. Born on home plate, thought he hit a home run. That's all. Thanks. I like that. I do. I think that's solid. What do you think? Home run, Ned. He was born the owner of the team, and he thought he hit a home run. Let's do a little variation on that. Obviously, Joe learned nothing from Hillary, calling the Trump supporters deplorable. Now Joe is calling them fascists and that he has no respect for Trump Republicans. Please remember this in November, people. Vote Republican. Did you hear that last week, that uh, that Biden speech? Oh, that was so gross. Hello, Todd. John here again. You had a caller talking about the uh, independent voters, and he is correct. The independent voters are a party. It's called the Independent Party, mm. Republican Party and Democrat Party. Indeed. It's a party. Well, the people that these uh, people should be going after, it's a political party. Bob, are the unaffiliated voters. That's not a party. 
many, 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 many people are unaffiliated voters. That's what Bob has to go after, not the independent party. Well, it's not an either-or situation, John. Bob is going after, I assume all politicians are with their basic campaign, are going after unaffiliated voters because that's the center. That's the largest group of voters in the state. But independent party members uh, are being chased so that people can get the nomination of the independent party so they get another line on the ballot because Bob got something like 25,000 votes on that line. So that's kind of an important thing. Hi, WTIC. Who's this here on the air? Yes, uh, George. How are you? Hi, George. Hey, just uh, getting back to you about the student loan stuff. Uh, I know in the years past you had mentioned that your mother worked for UMass. Tufts. And you got a, a free, uh, Tufts. And you got a, a free ride because yes. she worked there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just wondering... Uh, why are you so against people getting free rides when you got a free ride yourself? Well, because mine was earned. It wasn't uh, t- the money wasn't taken from other unwilling participants. Uh, Someone's got to pay for it. Yes, yes. Uh, but but that's a you know it's a given in when you're when you're applying to a school and you're going to pay the money for the product that they give out. Then built into that is whatever kind of quirky things they have. Uh, All right, so so your mother's salary. Paid for your school. Yes, exactly. So, so she was paid. She was paid less in cash in order that they could compensate her with barter. Okay, all right. So, you got a free ride to UMass. Tufts. Or Tufts. I'm sorry, Tufts. And that's okay. But exactly. Yeah. You got a free ride. That's not okay. Well, the, so, the the thing you you don't see the, that they're very different. I do. Okay. Very different because you can't complain about getting a free ride, uh, and then complaining about. I'm not complaining about getting a free ride. I, I, you know, that was yeah, one of my mother's benefits, and and she, I got to benefit from her benefit. Right. So I had to pay for that, whether it's the taxpayers or no, no. But it's totally there's the difference. Forcing taxpayers to pay for. Millions of people to the tune of a trillion dollars. We're not a broke nation. We are an indebted nation, $30 trillion of debt. And in order to buy an election, the president of the United States is trying to rig this election coming up in two months by giving away a trillion dollars that doesn't exist. That's got nothing to do with how my mother was compensated for her work at Tufts University that I got to benefit from. If you can't see that logically, those are two totally separate things. You need to sit down and meditate for a while, I think. Or maybe everybody else's tuition was raised up because they're paying for your tuition. That went of course that it was, yes. But that was, but that was cheaper than giving my mother cash for the value. They, they didn't have to pay her cash. They gave me a slot in some classes and every university does that because it's cheaper for them it's like if you worked in my restaurant and i gave you a free meal it's built into the cost of doing business it's way cheaper for the customer to have some of the compensation be i get free meals than it is for you to have to give me twenty dollars for that hour i was there 
or whatever the comparison would be. This is so basic and simple. But, of course, those are businesses where a university is a business where they get to make their own business decisions. And what happened is the full story is along comes government and says, oh, college is too expensive. We love you. So we're going to give you guaranteed loans that taxpayers will pay for so that you can go to college because we love you so much. And we're the party of compassion. Democrats did this and they spent 50 years driving the country into incredible, the largest line item of consumer debt after mortgages. It's a crippling debt. The Democrats are right about this. They created a complete financial disaster that has changed the country in big, significant ways. Not just that people can't afford life, but they can't afford life. They can't afford to buy homes. They can't afford to have children. They can't afford to pay to send kids to school. It's a tragedy what the Democrats did with their love and compassion. And their solution to the tragedy is to say, let's take the government that ruins everything it touches, including higher education, and let's give them more responsibility for, well, we've got to talk about how to how to control the cost of college. Well, we, we did control the cost of college. We drove it up dramatically by doing student loans. It's such a ridiculous argument. The whole thing. It's ridiculous. Hey, Todd. Today is one of those days where I just feel like my head just potentially explodes. So I'm reading an article here talking about two people from Florida plead guilty in theft of Biden's daughter's diary. This has to do with the theft of Ashley Biden's diary Ashley. from the rehab center she was in. Ashley. So the media is going crazy about these people were arrested, they pled guilty, they did it, they stole the diary. So we know it's Ashley Biden's diary. It's not Joe from Simsbury's diary, it's Ashley Biden's diary. So where is the outrage about the fact that she talks in her diary about her father, the President of the United States, taking inappropriate showers with her when she was a child? Good question, I suppose. Anthony, my brother, I agree with you on 99% of the things that you say. What a ridiculous statement. But with your statement that people will see the truth once Trump gets out of the way, I have to disagree. Truth dies in darkness, and Donald Trump is the truth. He will hold all of these people accountable. Congress will hold all of these people accountable. And when he is reelected in 24, he will turn the country around and we will all see how America first policies are the way to go. God bless. So you stand corrected, Antonio. Did you were you humbled by that? Yeah, no, I like that response. Yeah, no. Who was that? Was that that wasn't Mark, was it? No. Uh, it sounded a bit like Mark. No, it's not Mark. Is that it might be Mike. I, I'm probably wrong. Do you know that that's the slogan for the Washington Post? democracy dies in darkness yeah and when ironic you, it is ironic because when you have radical anti-american news sources that control the flow of information then that's darkness isn't it 860-522-9842 the rant line number 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm the bad guy. Duh. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. No one who is alive today had ever experienced a true pandemic. And I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to, you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. (laughs) (laughs) That's Joe Rogan, a guy who was never a Republican. It's very interesting how he's been transformed during this political era. 860-522-9842. Aaron calling from Goshen. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Todd. So um, I'll make this quick. Anyways, Joe Biden giving ten thousand dollars to forgive people student loans is a is a beautiful rake. You got you got to look at this. You got to look at this half full. Okay, it's not far enough progressive for the progressive liberals out there that have two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of student loans that they have no ability to pay back. What's ten thousand dollars of that? A drop in a bucket. So it it doesn't wipe it out completely. So they're not happy. And it's going to wake up a lot of our Democrats that did the right thing and paid off their um, child's student loans, if they have children, or paid off their student loans. And now that they're not entitled to that $10,000, well, that, that brings up the, that's not fair. I mean, that, that's, that's totally unfair. And obviously, we know where most conservatives are going to stand on this. That, that's absolutely ridiculous, you know. If, you, if you're going to accrue debt, make sure you can pay it back. I mean, that's just basic, basic economics 101. So I think we got to stop looking at it and stop looking at this as being like he's buying votes and just simply say, I think that this is the rake that he stepped on that will force a lot of common sense minded or middle of the road um, liberals go vote Republican. Well, it's it's possible. I'm certainly hoping and feeling that it could uh, backfire on Democrats that because you assume that at some point they reach a point of the degradation of the idea of electoral politics that it, it boomerangs and people realize, oh, I see what they're up to. They're just trying to destroy the country by buying votes and, and ruining the idea of having the people choose their own leaders. But we just—it's hard for us to know exactly when that moment of of uh, revelation is going to come. So now the people that are going to have their vote, their potential vote bought, the uh, the demographic would be like what twenty five to thirty. Well, the vast majority of them are going to be too high 
or too drunk or too hung over to go vote on voting day or just simply space out and forget to go anyway. So I get this is a fool's errand. I'm looking at this as positive as, as possible. And we should stop doing out about it because literally Joe Biden is taking the rope and he's hanging himself with it. Oh, well, did you say dooming out? Is that the expression you used? Yes. I love that expression. Is that uh, your invention or is that a thing? It's a thing. It's, you, you, some people say it, some people don't. But yeah, if you're dooming out, if you're a doomer and you're going all doom oh, and gloom. Yeah. No, you, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not dooming out. I am just saying what they're up to because I want everybody to understand how corrupt politics is. Thank you, Aaron. That's all I'm doing. I, I don't get depressed. Hardly ever do I get depressed over, over this stuff because I assume that people will see the wisdom eventually. I, because I'm an optimist by nature. so But I love that I learned that expression. That makes it all worth it. Dooming out. You dooming out, Anthony, today? It does make me doom out at times. Does it? Yeah. Say it in a more depressed, pathetic voice. <laughs> it does. So uh, people can believe you. 860-522-WTIC. Mike in Plainville. Hi, Mike. Oh, come on, man. Where's the logic? Come on, man. Come on, man. You had a, a caller... Three callers back, uh, when you were talking about your mom, you said your mom worked at Tufts and mm-hmm. he couldn't couldn't get your point, which is pretty elementary. I just, I don't know where... Are you dooming out on his inability to I comprehend? I don't understand the uh, lack of logic with some people. Then you had a guy call in, I believe it was last Friday, saying, hey man, I saw a vehicle oh, with main plates picking up somebody at the school bus stop. Mm-hmm. You really? You drive around and this is what you look at? Well, maybe he wasn't looking at it, but it, it jumped out at him. Hey, those people from Maine are driving their kids all the way from Maine to go to school here. Are the schools really that good? Is Ned telling the truth? Maybe, maybe Grandma was picking up one of the kids. Come on, man. Thank you, Mike, for the phone call. 860-522-9842. Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Wait a second. That really be the great Pat Sasser on my radio station guest hotline. Hello there, Patrick Sasser. Well, good afternoon, Todd. Is it true that you're now a kingpin, a political kingpin? Oh, come on. I'm just a mild-mannered taxpayer of the state of Connecticut. You have gone from uh, being a uh, no-toll CT victor over Ned Lamont to now managing a campaign against him. That's awesome. So what's going on with you? What do you do in your free time? Uh, call you and say hi. All right, know, so- I mean, there's, there's very little free time. You know, this is, uh, <laughs> this is where the rubber hits the road. You know, there, every minute of the day I have to be thinking about November 8th, the election, and getting Bob over that finish line. So that's you know, I'll I'll have free time when that's over. What is that like? What are you thinking about looking at? Because nobody's, you know, normal people don't get themselves in this situation where they have to go through. I do know from my youthful campaigning that there's nothing more grueling than a campaign because it's all in for X number of months and you just work every second you can and then you collapse after the election. But right. up until then, it's it's every ounce of energy you have. 
Well, you have to. You know, if you're serious about winning, and especially, you know, in a position like this where we've got a tremendous team that's working for, you know, the campaign, you know, when you're at the top, you have to set that example, right? So if I'm working hard, then everyone else is working hard, volunteers are working hard, and that's what, you know, it's like a snowball effect, and that's what makes the campaign grow. That's what makes everybody, you know, pushing in the same direction. So, you know, I want to set that tempo. So, you know, I'll, I'll relax when this is over. Well, you do have endless energy, so I'm sure that will work out great. I, I would think that um, that what you hear the most is probably from, from base Republican voters who want a more aggressive campaign. What's your feeling about that? Yeah, you know, there's, there's people that do comment, and, you know, obviously you can get caught in the weeds reading all the comments on social media and everything else, and there's millions of opinions out there. Um, but we know how important this election is and, and to win it and to save our state. You know, I've been using that tagline for a very long time. So, Well, that's uh, no tagline. I think that's a very tangible yeah. sensation for people. It is. It is. And I think in order to do that, you know, we do have to have an aggressive campaign. We have to have aggressive man- uh, messaging out there uh, in order to connect with the voters and, and really to make sure that they come out and vote on November 8th. You know, that's what's so important. You know, we can't leave any votes behind. And it's going to take everyone in this state to get behind Bob, to get energized, to help volunteer, just be a part of this this movement. That's really what it is. Um, and this is a great opportunity. So I'm excited about it. I know Bob is. I know you are. I know a lot of people are. So it's just a, a really exciting time, and I'm proud to be a part of it. I feel like affordability is the big issue that the election hinges on and that the Democrats are out there trying to scramble and confuse and diffuse the that sensation of the disastrous high cost of living in Connecticut and and make it about something else. Is that, is that how you see it? I would say that is the number one issue that everyone in this state is facing, and, and more so today than even in the past. You know, we've always been in a extremely expensive state to live in, high tax burdens. Um, but even more so now with uh, the Biden-Lamont inflation that we're dealing with right now and the high costs at the stores and you name it, everything from gasoline to groceries to buying clothing and, you know, buying good uh, school supplies for kids going back to school. So it's absolutely on everyone's mind and everyone is facing it right now. So it's definitely a number one priority. And it's hard for Ned Lamont to run from it. I mean, he got caught the other day, right? They put a message out that said Ned's the first governor in 30 years to not raise taxes. I guess they had amnesia because he's raised taxes almost $2 billion in the state of Connecticut. So uh, luckily one of the reporters called him out on it the other day and reminded him. uh, So they kind of had to backpedal. So it's absolutely on everyone's mind in this race. Yeah, I don't even think that was a mistake because he's told that lie before, Ned has. That he likes to confuse people by misstating things in ways that, if he's caught, he feels like he can escape from. Like I, I'm not sure he consciously does that. I think it's just his mo in life is to to go a little over the line and and say things that aren't true, but well, to have we deniability. Witnessed, we witnessed it in the past with the no toll. With the toll, right? sure. He was, he was on Dennis's house show and pledged he was never going to toll cars. And what did he do? couple weeks later he was proposing tolling everything under the sun so we've definitely seen this from uh, governor lamont before 
So what what should we look forward to? Do you have a, can you give us any hints about what's to come in the campaign? Well, there's going to be a lot of uh, new messaging coming out. There's going to be uh, plenty of opportunities for people to get involved and volunteer. Uh, rallies that we're starting to plan. So you know, people should just. Uh, make sure they're following Bob on social media. Make sure that they tune into his website at bobforgovernor.com. And I encourage folks to take a minute, go there, and sign up, volunteer. You know, lend a hand, help make some phone calls, knock on some doors. Uh, we've got yard signs that are coming out very shortly. Um, so it's all hands on deck. So if your listeners are out there and they want to be a part of this movement, now's the time to jump on board. I think there is, you alluded to a few minutes ago that there is by the effort that you put in every day when you're involved in a campaign that there's a that the the invisible becomes visible you can see how the energy in the in the state is shifting that people come to an understanding of what the fight is about and what the campaign is about and that the real the challenge is to impose your vision of how to cure the state's ills onto the state in in a way that everybody gets to see that thing well, that, that's the key with the messaging, right? Putting it out there, making sure people are understanding what Bob's views are and what the campaign is all about. So, you know, give, just having the opportunity of coming onto your show and talking to so many people on a regular basis um, helps with that. All right, Patrick, anything else you want to tell us? That's it, Bob. Uh, Bob, Todd, I uh, look forward to talking to you guys soon. Pat, thanks for being here, and uh, yeah, let's do a let's talk as much as you have time for. Okay, sounds good. Thanks. Have a great day. Pat Sasser, once the head of No Tolls CT, and now the head of Bob's campaign for governor. That's an amazing story because Pat's a um, Pat's a firefighter, and he's still, as far as I can tell, he's still doing his firefighter job. I mean, he said he was going to keep doing it, which is kind of cool. I wonder if that's ever happened before for a major party nominee for governor in the United States of America for it to be run by a uh, run by a, a full-time firefighter. But that I think is um, part of what makes it work, you know, and, and part of what makes Pat good at at the politics that he comes from uh, such a place of, of uh, reality. Like he's the real deal. It's, he's not a consultant who's uh, flying in once every couple of weeks from somewhere else. I, I, I just I find that inspiring. There's a lot about the campaign that I find very exciting, and, and uh, Pat Sasser's involvement is one of them. Joe Rogan. No one who is alive today had ever experienced a true pandemic, and I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he was joking, Antonio? You love that cut so much. Do you think that's a joke? No, he's him? being serious for sure. What What do you think caused him from, because he's never, he said he's never voted for a Republican before. Is that right? Or am I mixing him up? Am I merging him with Elon Musk? Uh, I think you're merging him with Elon Musk, yeah. He, he leans progressive, but I think he also realizes a lot of it, it's unrealistic. And they waste our tax dollars. Oh, that's for sure. That's their job. Well, wasted. if you keep going in there, too, he talks about how like a million people have switched or whatever that number is. Yes, a million I mean, yeah. people in 2021 changed parties from 
Democrat to Republican, which is that's a pretty stunning number. Um, okay, I will play that. What's um, who's he talking to in this? Aaron Rodgers, uh, the, quarterback, the quarterback, who caused controversy with his vaccination status. No one who was alive today had ever experienced a true pandemic, and I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to, you know. Re- Sorry, I didn't mean to play that part again. That's what a lot of them are going to do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, more than a million people transferred over to the Republican Party, uh, I think, in 2021 alone. Find out what that number is. But, you know, you look at guys like Ron DeSantis, who kept Florida open and and had some pretty reasonable policies in terms of, like, what, what to do about COVID. And, you know, he mapped it out on television. He was, you know, widely criticized for this. Where he was saying, like, we need to protect our elders. We need to, you know, make sure that medical care is available for, for those people and everyone else. You should be able to do whatever you want to do. Protect your freedom. One, one of the biggest signs of how buffaloed average people are regarding the governor. It, it, it upset me so much. I was, I was reading, um, there was a story, I don't know, maybe 10 days ago about some guy who met Lamont at a rally. And he went up and thanked the governor for his great leadership during COVID. And it's, it's just people are so clueless. There is nothing that Ned Lamont did a good job of since he got elected governor. But in particular, COVID was a tragedy. And, and he was res- directly responsible for the deaths of thousands through the utter mismanagement of the COVID situation. Or the mismanagement might be too generous. His desire to avoid managing the situation and to just play grifts on the on the people of the state, and that anybody would be fooled into thinking he's an important person because that's something you want to say to an important person to impress them. You say, "Oh, I thank you for the great job you did." Like he, they believe his his performance. Like he cares about doing a good job. Like he tries to do a good job. Like he was actually making decisions as if the weight was. You know that that picture of um, Jack Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy, and and I think Bobby Kennedy's kind of leaning his chin on his uh, his, his chin on his fingers one of them are and they're profiled in the they're backlit in the window of the uh, oval office as i recall and you feel the weight of the world on their shoulders it's during the cuban missile crisis which was one of uh, jfk's big tragedies you know you know how biden made a total mess of the world by doing the afghanistan um withdrawal and and that led to the the that led putin to invade Ukraine and you know it's just one mess after another now because of one stupid mistake of of Joe Biden because he was too young and inexperienced to to know what to do and that that was facetious but Jack Kennedy actually was too young and inexperienced and he came into office and revealed weakness to Khrushchev and Khrushchev thought he was dealing with a boy toy and he could just he could just push him around so he sent the missiles into Cuba it's very interesting how much sophistication it takes to be a, a great leader. And Jack Kennedy would have been one, maybe, if he'd taken the White House uh, 10 years later. And Joe Biden never showed any sign of having having it in him to be even a decent leader. He was always incompetent and always a lightweight. And that's what he's been revealing since he got in the White House. And Ned Lamont is worse. Ned Lamont doesn't 
care at all except if he gets a good table at the restaurant and people are telling him how important he is and he gets interviewed on face the nation then he thinks he's a big shot and everything's going well because big shotness is what he he wants to be he wants to be important and he thinks that makes him important being governor that's what it's all about for him i don't see why everybody doesn't see that all right that's it for tonight we'll see you tomorrow t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did